Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Real Presence Live. I am Michael Goldsmith, and I am here with... Steve Splonskowski. Yes, he is here live in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. We are up at Assisi Heights, and we are broadcasting live from this location right in the heart of Rochester, Minnesota. And this uh, convent has been here for many, many years. 1877, I believe, is is when it started. And so it has a long history here in the town of Rochester with a long history of connection with the Mayo Clinic. So uh, we are blessed to be here with the sisters up here and praying and broadcasting live up here this morning. So we welcome all of you, wishing you a blessed day, and thanks for being with us. And the sun is shining up here, so I hope it is shining where you are at. So Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's like, you know, 60 degrees outside. And, yeah, right. Uh, well, okay, so I just lied. I'll go <laughs> to confession six? later. Six degrees outside. <laughs> but the sun makes it feel warmer. But uh, before we talk too much, uh, Michael, let's uh, start with a prayer. So Absolutely. we'll start in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and kindle on them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Dear Lord, we ask you to be with us these two hours as we bring these topics um, to our listeners. Uh, grant us the grace and the wisdom to know your will. We ask in a special way that St. Francis will be with us these two hours, as he's the patron of uh, the sisters and St. Clair. Um, of the uh, of the uh, sisters here and and uh, of the many great works that have been in, done in the church over the century centuries by the Franciscans, we ask you to be with us, Lord and Saint Francis. We with, we ask you to join us too, as we pray together uh, through the intercession of our Mar- our Mother Mary. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace. grace. The Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, it is just a great blessing to be with you this morning, and, and we got some great topics that are going to be coming up, and we're going to head up to Fargo with Eli to give us a rundown of what this show is going to be about. Eli? Alrighty, thanks, Michael. And, you know, I just have to comment on uh, on the weather down there. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I think Steve, you you brought the cold down there with you because it's it's nine down there and it's eleven up here in Fargo. So. Balmy. <laughs> Rochester is usually one of the warmer parts of the network. Right. That's right. It's south. Rochester yes, exactly. south, so it's warm. Yep. Exactly. Well, it's a hot button issue for the Sisters of St. Francis in Rochester that they want to keep at the forefront of people's minds. You know, what is this issue and why do they want to bring such awareness to it? Sister Mary Elliott is joining us to tell us more. And what role does the Sacred Heart have in the Catholic Church? We'll find out as we visit with Mary Hanbury. And Peter Martin will talk to us about an evil that's detrimental to our minds and human dignity and sadly is coming after our children in any way it can. Peter Martin's from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and he'll be telling us what that evil is and talk about ways we as parents can protect our kids from it. And what does it mean to be a virtuous father? That's a question we'll begin to unpack with Jay Wickham as we preview the upcoming men's conference in the Diocese of Rapid City. All that and a whole lot more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Well, thank you, Eli. Um, I'm just 
happy to be here. Uh, we've had Steve and Mike uh, Kardowski down here for a couple days, and we've been doing some uh, talking with people down here. And I think we're we're blessed down here in this in this part of, of of the area. And uh, yeah, we had uh, some great meetings and some great lunch and and uh, gatherings. And so we thank uh, all of you who were able to join us uh, these last couple days. And Mike and I are going to fly back home this afternoon, but. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I personally, I felt very welcomed and uh, and very much a part of your family. So, thank you for allowing, being allow, allowing us to be a part of your family here in the Winona Rochester area. And I think it just ties to the whole Midwest. You know how we are. You know, uh, uh, one big Catholic and Apostolic Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, our mission is to support and to. Uh, give whatever we can both in evangelizing but in whatever means we can for the church but you know that's the real presence uh mission for the radio you know is to support the church and to support it throughout the midwest here and it's just a blessing to see the different you know when you go up to fargo or you go out to bismarck uh rapid city sioux falls where we have signals duluth uh you know through the whole area the catholic church is the same it's uh the same today yesterday and tomorrow so through jesus christ our lord so well we have sister mary elliott with us this morning to talk to us Uh, she is one of the sisters from uh, the Franciscan Order up here, and she has been doing great work with other sisters here on the hot button issue of human tra- human trafficking, and want, we want to keep that in the forefront of people's minds. So, you know, we want to talk about what the issue is and why do they want to keep this awareness. Uh, so, welcome, Sister Mary Elliott. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fine. It's a good opportunity for me to be here with you. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's a big issue, isn't it? I mean, you know, a lot of people hear about it, but they don't really understand the full grasp of, uh, of what the different areas and how much it really does affect a lot of lives in our in our society. Uh, why don't you kind of give us a, you know, a little rundown of, of what you guys do and and, and where, what, what you want to kind of get across real quick, and then we can go into some other questions. Uh, well, we have been working with human trafficking since 2008. Um, as far as information and awareness raising goes within our own congregation, and in 2010 we began having um, opportunities to reach out to the public. Um, we've done that in many ways, in collaboration with a number of people from the southeast Minnesota area. Mm -hmm. Um, In Minnesota, we have a wonderful network of navigators. There are eight navigators who are the prime people within each uh, geographic area. And those people bring together uh, county attorneys, uh, police departments, um, uh, welfare... uh, victim services, um, people like us, volunteers, um, liaisons from different uh, communications groups Mm -hmm. and others, um, to look at how do we interface with the boys and girls, both boys and girls, Mm -hmm. uh, who are caught in this web of trafficking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Traffickers um, are people who uh, lure these young people in to their grasp by being good to them, giving them what they need, that what they think they need, right. the young boys and girls, um, and um, and then putting them in harm's way as far as uh, using them 
as objects. Right. Once they gain their trust, they they build that mm -hmm. and they and they know how to do that and they uh, lots of times it's, it's it's youth that are at risk, right? Um, it can be youth but that are not, at risk. But I, it can. But but go yeah, ahead. there are also um, young people from wealthy families, good families, mm -hmm. uh, runaways, uh, kids who are mad at their parents, mad at their school, angry with whatever it is that's um, confining them in a sense. Right. And within about 24 hours, those children who have left, run away, are captured, are um, given whatever it is that they're looking for, and then their uh, owner, which be they become owners, they used to call them pimps, um, do what they need to do to get their confidence, right. and then they begin to sell them for sex or labor. Mm -hmm. And so, so you're talking about kind of the, the targets um, of this um, trafficking, human trafficking. Uh, what are some of the indicators or, or, or flags that, that make people, you know, you mentioned running away from home would mm -hmm. make you an easy target. Are there other um, situations that people can find themselves in or, or that make them an easy target for this uh, trafficking? Um, going to malls, um, texting, uh, going on the web, uh, finding ways to get themselves uh, connected with other people that they don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook. Um, so everything that's kind of normal right now? Yeah, everything that's normal. <laughs> that's a little yeah. scary. And what parents um, need to watch for. I mean, so, to, to keep under control, right? Yeah, are there so other, I mean, so if that, I mean, texting and Facebook and malls are pretty, pretty normal pretty part normal. of life. So are there, are there parts of that that, that uh, our listeners need to be aware of? of are there you know, obviously people are going to malls, so are there specific things and activities or habits that they can avoid? Know who your kids are going with. Um, tell them not to talk to strangers. We've done that all our lives. My mother taught me mm -hmm. never talk to strangers. Um, just doing the things that, um, and don't let them go alone and make sure if they go, or if they're going with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whoever, that... Um, that they get a ride over there and that they get a ride back. Right. Just don't let them go on their own and pick up with somebody that uh, they don't know. Um, it's just the kids have to be aware that their environment is safe, but it isn't. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the computer goes, uh, one of the things that we encourage parents is do not, well, say don't let your kids do their homework in their rooms. Mm -hmm. Because they can get on any kind of um, device, device, mm -hmm. or any any kind of um, website that they right. that they fall into. Many of the kids will fall into pornography by innocently um, making a, an incorrect stroke on their right. on their website. Mm -hmm. um, have your kids do their homework in in a space in the house, not a bedroom. Right. Keep that stuff away from them when they're in their rooms. Have them check their cell phones if they have them, their laptops, their everything, when they go up to their room at night for bed. Yeah. Um, that's about the best um, 
the best I can yeah, and don't, and that don't, we would recommend. And don't give out your personal information. Oh, absolutely. I mean, some, some of that's, you know, you, you know, when you have a Facebook page and stuff, some of that's out there. But, I mean, you know, there's some specific information you certainly don't want to give, like your phone number or, or your address. Mm-hmm. You know, try to keep that as best you can. But we're talking with Sister Mary Elliott from the Sisters of uh, Franciscan Sisters here at Assisi Heights in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm Michael Goldsmith with Steve Sponkowski, and we're talking about human trafficking and, and, and the and the problem that we have, this disease, I have to put it, in our society that uh, I think has come kind of threefold over with with technology. Uh, it, it's become more aware of it, but it, we're, we're seeing that it's the deepness of it, uh, and it's becoming more prevalent because of those things. Sister, what what is uh, what are some of the activities that you are uh, involved in on this front? Uh, over the years, we've been doing um, one major awareness raising each year here at Assisi Heights, always in January, mm-hmm. in some of the worst weather that you can imagine, but we get 200 people sitting mm-hmm. and participating with us. It's a, it's a presentation, but also interaction because we encourage questions. Um, the people write down their questions and then uh, the speakers or the panel responds. Um, we have uh, also awareness raising uh, through visits to local churches, Protestant, Catholic congregations, um, to visit with groups like um, the ladies' group, the, the men's group, Knights of Columbus. Uh, mm-hmm. We've done several of those. Um, we also are invited to um, the senior centers um, around the area um, and housing housing for seniors such as Madonna Towers and those kind of places uh, where the elders are very concerned about their grandchildren. Sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. Their, their children and their grandchildren, yep. but now it's their grands. So um, we do a lot of that. We have a, a toolkit that we've developed as an educational opportunity, mm-hmm. and we are teaching people such as youth ministers, um, social justice groups, to utilize that toolkit so they can actually do it in their own congregations or with multi-groups that um, happen. Um, we've um, we've done a lot on both human sexual trafficking and um, labor trafficking. And we've been involved with some folks who have been labor trafficked Mm -hmm. in finding advocates and legal aid for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But the hands-on, the actual face-to-face with the victims, we do not involve ourselves in. Um, We're working hard to keep the network going that we have here in Rochester, Southeast Minnesota, and we're trying to um, continue to be involved with them because they are the ones who have the first first hand information. The state of Minnesota has been wonderful in that it has um, made the persons who are caught in trafficking victims. Mm. They are not, they are not jailed unless they have committed another crime. Mm. So um, the victim services, the navigator from this area and other areas are meeting with them, giving them resources that they need. These 
young boys and young girls or older boys and girls are coming out of this with nothing but the clothes on their back. So we've we've gotten into a campaign a couple times of getting resources such as toiletries and gift cards from a couple of local places that are beyond local but mm-hmm. um, so that they can go there and get toiletries, clothes, uh, whatever they need. And that has been very, very helpful and very successful. We do that through our victim services representative here in Rochester. So, Sister, uh, question. You know, we're in uh, rural, or, you know, for us, any rural mm-hmm. area, rural upper Midwest. It would seem like human trafficking would be something that wouldn't happen. We'd be like, well, that happens over there. Um, it doesn't happen here. But I assume you're working in this not only in a local area but na- or nationwide, but also local. I mean, does this actually happen here? In, in Rochester, <laughs> in, absolutely. In, in, in <laughs> um, Rochester has made more refer- referrals to the um, resources that are outside of Rochester, housing and long-term care, of any area in the state. The persons who use the boys and girls in this city, or that are brought to this city, are from farms, um, they're rural guys. Uh, they are people in high places here in the city, in other parts of the state. Um, and the girls and boys are brought in and out. So uh, recently there was uh, um, a man up in Goodhue County, which is between here and the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Small town, Goodhue's a small town. We did a program in their church, and it was all the churches people came together and um, two weeks after we were there guess what he was caught Mm. and prosecuted very good and the women who were with who were his victims were 14 year old girls what what are the contributing factors to this I mean we have this is an attitude and an atmosphere of society that's saying um, that's contributing to mm-hmm. this um, happening in our communities. Are there are there certain attitudes, certain atmospheres that really make this more prevalent? Do you think? Or? Um, the whole sense of dignity of the human person, yeah, is being lost mm-hmm. if it's not lost already. Mm-hmm. Uh, sex is something that you do with whoever you want to, with no commitment. Um, pornography is out there, big time. Sexting. Mm-hmm. You know what that is, um, and it's that whole sense of person is a commodity. People are a commodity. We will use you in any way that we can for our own benefit. So there's a whole sense of it's all about me. I am the individual, and I can have whatever resources I want. Yeah. So at that's the expense of others. At the expense of whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that leads to so many different other things and destruction in our society when mm-hmm. we don't have the. Uh, we think of other things that you know pull on the the dignity of the human. Right. You know, abortion and that. You know, and those are big, big things. But this is one of the things that are you know kind of nobody really wants to talk about because it just seems. Uh, I don't. I have a lack of a word on it, but you know, just like people don't talk much about this this subject. You know, and it's in every small town. Across the whole world, mm-hmm. the whole country, mm-hmm. we say, "Oh no, it's only in the big cities." Yeah, 
forget it. Well, and you see a kind of a, it appears that there's a, a rise in homelessness, which I, I mm-hmm. you know, and I suppose uh, addiction to drugs can contribute to all this. I mean, it, is that a cause too? Or? And oftentimes the persons who are taken become addicted because they use drugs to subdue them. Sure. They use drugs to control them. Um, so the drug, the drug issue is huge. But you know what? You can use a person and get money for the use of that person 12 to 14 to 16 times a day. Mm. You can imagine such mm-hmm. a thing. You can only sell a drug once. Right. Right. So it's a huge money maker. Well, yeah. you hear in the news a little bit some of the conversation about, well, you know, we want to make, um, in a certain sense, this human trafficking kind of a, a vocation, a, a job for some people. Prostitution, oh, yeah. they want oh, to make, yeah. it, make it legal. How does that make any sense in the light of this? Um, it doesn't. But <laughs> once a person is into it, even when he or she becomes free, it is a way, prostitution is a way for them to survive. Mm. It's yeah. a way for them to take care of a child that they had by accident along the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the way for them to, and it's not because a woman or a, a young man likes doing it, but it's the only thing they know. So education is incredibly mm-hmm. important yeah. once someone has been taken out of of um, traffic has no longer being trafficked. So they have to be freed from this web of lies. Right. And so you're doing that. We are doing it indirectly <coughs> mm-hmm. through uh, the, the collaboratives that we are working with, yeah. which is all of the resources um, in the civic community and the churches that we work with. Can I say on that, on that sister, you know, I know uh, that's grown over the last you know, few years that you, because of the work that you guys and the awareness that's being brought up, because when you first started, you know, five, ten years ago, you know, some, you, and you mentioned and alluded to it in the earlier part about, you know, now we don't see them as, as uh, we see them as victims, not as, as a, right. a, somebody who's perpetrating a crime, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, those things have built and we have the community coming in now and the awareness you're bringing on this level along through all these collaboratives are showing that and it's showing up in in our police departments and and the, and the legislature right the legislature has passed wonderful laws in the state of minnesota we're kind of like right here in the middle of right god and everybody else <coughs> and um we are sort of the leader in uh, the safe harbor movement mm-hmm. that means no matter where you go you are safe yeah no matter no matter who you are we will protect you yeah and we will do what we can to rehabilitate you. Many people have been rehabilitated. Um, there are very few who have been prosecuted because the women are afraid. Right. Mm-hmm. The persons who utilize them, who use them, the pimps, if you want to call them that now, um, they have control. They know their families. They know where they live. They... They hop, and they hover that over and them. They put that over them. They take away their identification. These these persons have no passports if they're from other countries, because the the owner mm-hmm. has taken all that away. Mm-hmm. Their driver's license, everything. So well, we're 
getting close to the end here, sister. Do you have anything that you would really want to portray to to the to our listeners that you know to kind of finalize uh, your your points to the awareness here? Be alive. Be alert. Do not confront anybody that you think is being trafficked or is trafficking. Call your local police department. Um, and um, just a just a little final piece. Uh, human trafficking has a saint, Bakita, Josephine Bakita. Mm. Tomorrow is um, a day of prayer and awareness raising against human trafficking mm-hmm. through Saint Josephine. And um, I just like to say, please pray for these young boys and girls, men yes. and women, who have who are being used and who are being. Uh, violated. Yes. Saint Joseph. Saint Josephine. Bakita. Bakita. Pray for us. Pray for us. Amen. Well, that is uh, what we have for that sister. And thank you so much for being with us thank and, you. and, and wearing, uh, raising that awareness. Coming up next, we'll take a few moments to pray for the intentions during prayerfully yours. And later, we're going to take a look at the role of sacred art in the church. We are coming to you live from the Franciscan uh, CC Heights here in Rochester, Minnesota. I am Michael Goldsmith. I'm Steve Splonskowski. And we'll be back. (laughs) Thanks for staying tuned to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.